Okay, sure, where do I start? It's quite, quite cool this morning. Different, but immensely cool. I love the presence of God, and I love how he shows up differently every time. He doesn't show up the same every time. It's different. Um, it's a different day. It's, yes, it's Sunday, but there's different people. It's, it's The moves are different all the time. That's what I'm experiencing lately. Um, when I stand here and I just see how people engage, it's just, it's just amazing. I have been hearing the whole church, um, Megan, 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 Megan. Um, and, I, and I don't know if there's someone by the name of Megan here. Um, there's no one by the name of Megan here. Okay. I have been hearing that the whole, the whole morning. So I'll let that resonate a little with me. Um, okay, so I just want to, I don't know, have, have you guys seen um, Andrew's preach a couple of Sundays ago? I think he preached at uh, Mossel Bay, and the, the title of his message was, um, This Is That. I don't know if you guys have seen that. If you haven't, I would strongly recommend you to, to go and listen to that because um, this, this preaches alongside that. Um, and it's, it's pretty much what, um, what I've been feeling God has been asking me to, to speak about today is pretty much on what is happening amongst our churches in Josh Jen um, across the board. Whether we be here in South Africa, or whether we be abroad in Europe, uh, there's a 412 part of our of our churches. Um, but God is doing incredible stuff um, in our midst, and um, I forgive me because I, I might get a little bit emotional because there's some there's going to be some stories that I want to tell today. There's going to be a couple of um, uh, scriptures that I'm going to dig into and I'm going to get through. And um, and then there's also an openness, um, which I want the Holy Spirit just to move amongst us as I speak. Okay. Um, so just bear with me as I try and get this out this morning. Um, I know Rona said that I've been going through a little, little bit of the war. This On Thursday, I, I said to him, dude, I, I, I got home like about five, after five, and I'm feeling like a train has hit me. Literally, I am out for counts. I'm going to go and sleep now. And um, and I sent this message to him, and he didn't respond. And I woke up like at one in the morning, looking at his oh, he slash responded. You know, and I'm thinking, how are we going to get this message out, Bob? Because, you know, I'm not feeling well. And the Friday comes, and I and I pushed everything aside. I took off uh, sick leave. And I just um, just lay and slept for a couple of hours. And then I felt the Lord start um, saying, just stand up and start preparing again. Just continue where you left off. And I felt God's grace in that. So I do feel there's an element of God in this, um, what I've got to say today. So excuse my sniffing. I said, Luke, it's not the beauty. You can't use. <laughs> okay, so... Um, I don't know about you, but I have certainly been feeling like a real sense of God's presence, um, an increase of God's presence in these in these last months. Um, certainly, you can you can just I mean you don't even have to go and look for it. 
You, I mean, you can just stand and just observe what God is doing amongst these churches. Even, even not only in the meetings, but even in the worship, in the songs that are being brought. I want to commend the worship leaders for being here. Marlies Garrison, um, you, we, do you guys realize we sang one of her songs um, last Sunday? And the anointing that rests upon that song was incredible. And it is such an honor when we make ourselves available like this to God to use and to sing songs that come from our own congregation, from our own families. That's amazing. We're delving into the things of the Spirit already that has breakthroughs. Um, and that song, for years on, will, will lead many people into the presence of the Lord. So I want to say to all those guys, Elia, Rensu, I mean, I'm just mentioning a, a, a few. Um, keep on getting into the presence of God and write those songs because um, the church needs them. Amen? So, yes, there is this tangible sense of God's presence. Um, and, and I can see it just by turning around even this morning, just looking to the back and seeing how people are engaging differently. Some are just observing, and that's okay. Some are with their hands wide open. Some are crying. You know, others are on their knees. Here in the, this morning, I saw a, a couple of us on our knees. Different expressions of God's, um, of just entering into the presence of our Father. Um, and it is so lucky to see this. Um, and um, I remember, uh, do you mind if I share the story? Okay. I... Um, a, a few a few months ago, we had um, um, Len and Hector. Yeah, they are they used to be our hub leaders um, that overs they oversee certain areas in the Boerland, and it was incredible. I had the opportunity to host with them, and I had the opportunity to um, just sit and chat with them just before we went to bed. And it was such a chill. We were having coffee and rough, and we were chilling. And um, and the next moment we started talking about the presence of the Lord, and and that is like so dear to my heart. I, I just love the presence of the Lord because we're nothing without the presence of God. And we started sharing, and Len started saying, he started looking at me, he started laughing. He says, "Warren, we have um, we have uh, there's in one of our congregations called Swellendam, there is things happening in that um, congregation like you won't believe." He said, for the last two to three Sundays, we couldn't get into the word of God. It was purely just worship. And it was the presence of God that led them into that. It was sovereign. There was an awe of God's presence. And he, he was just sitting there and he says, it's amazing because visitors came. And they came into that kind of setting and they were saying, we've never experienced anything like this. We want to join. No one said anything. It was just the presence of God that rested on their worship and brought the people in. And I look and I, and I think, Lord, this is, this is the kind of things that we, that we are desiring. I'm wanting, and listen, it's not my, I, I think you need to hear my heart here. It's not the manifestations of the presence of God that I'm after. That stuff follows the urgency that we have, the fact that we've laid down our lives for Christ. We run hard after him. That stuff just follows in the wake of being in his presence. Um, okay, so 
So, yeah, it's just, when I was listening to Len, I just, yes, Chris. This is so good, you know. Um, I want to tell you another one story, if I may, quickly. We were away at um, an elders uh, weekend away, our regional uh, Joshian elders um, weekend, and it was just an incredible weekend of um, of just seeking God's presence, of hearing Andrew share about what God is doing again across um, the board and. Um, I mean, he gave some incredible teaching also on the presence of God and stuff. And, but one specific, um, specific session stood out um, to me. And it was the session where I think it was a guy called Chad Lahana. Um, he's one of the elders in um, George um, Congregation. And he came up. And we were in amazing worship, as it was. And he came up. And I saw this guy like walk up and running next to the front. And the next moment he took the mic and he started singing a tongue. Guys, when I when I when I when I talk about it like get so emotional. But um he started singing a tongue which came in at such a high pitch. I thought there's no way this guy's gonna keep that pitch. And it sounded quite operatic. I don't know if operatic is the right word, but it sounded like it started an opera, you know. But he, he came in at that pitch. And as, it, as he started singing, the, his tongue became louder and louder and more clearer. There was a, uh, there was, it was become so clear, the best way that I can describe it, it's almost like an HD. It's the surround sound, the sense of it, it was so clear. And then all of a sudden, I started hearing two-part and three-part harmonies going on in that tongue. And I was going, Wait, hang on, Lord. This sounds quite heavenly right here. And I was looking around, and when I looked around, the chairs weren't straight anymore. People, the elders standing, facing different directions. Some were on the ground, prostrate on their faces. Others were on their backs. A bloke in the front of me popped up, and he ran out of the... I was like, well, honey, oh, no. And, and then he come in, in, in the next... And he was like... Jesus, there was freedom that came upon the congregation, upon these elders. And God was ministering to his leaders. And, and I really believe that set a tone for what we as Josh Jen are going to start moving into. And then um, I want to say, guys, get ready. Get ready. There, we are going to come into some incredible, uh, like, um, just like incredible, incredible times with the Lord. And, um, and, I, and I don't want to miss that. Again, hear my heart. I'm not seeking the manifestation of those things. My heart is to seek, and our, our heart as a congregation is to seek the very presence of the Lord. Okay. Uh, I want us to dive into Acts, Acts 2, verses 1 to 4. And I'm going to read that quickly for us. Acts 2, verses 1 to 4. I didn't give you the translation, but I'm going to read out of, I think it's the uh, NIV. Okay, that's Acts 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And, they sudden, and, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound of, 
like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on them, each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hang on. Is that, is that, is that scripture getting to you? Do you realize this is quite supernatural here? Right here. Let's read it again. Acts 2 verses 1 to 4. Let's read it again. When the day of Pentecost arrived, okay, they were all sitting in one little room, one house. There, and suddenly there came from heaven, where did it come from? From heaven, a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house. A sound like a mighty rushing wind. Do you hear that often in a house with closed windows? Huh? Guys, there's something so supernatural about that. It wasn't like, it was like, there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind. And at that moment, divided tongues appeared. And it started resting on those in the room. And when it rested on those in the room, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they started speaking in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's incredible. Right there is signs and wonders all over it. And we can see further down in Scripture, in that passage, we can see that there were Jews from different nations living in Jerusalem at that time, in that quite close proximity of that house. And they heard when that sound came, and they all congregated up um, outside, and they were perplexed. They were like, what the heck is this? And then all of a sudden, as, they were, um, as, the, as the Spirit gave them utterance, they were praying in tongue again. And these foreign Jews who could speak most likely um, Hebrew and also another language where they were living it was hearing in their own native language things being prayed. I mean, that alone, again, is another sign and a wonder. It is incredible. And then, and then they try to work things out further down the scripture. It says, we can read there that surely these guys are drunk. These are the... These are the Galileans. These guys are a bunch of fishermen, man. What do they know? Surely they are drunk. They are, are, what I see when I read that, I see our human nature take over. And we try to work out what a move of God looks like. You know? And I want to encourage us not to do that. You know? Because every move looks slightly different. The, the presence of God... Um, comes today and it comes tomorrow, it's going to look slightly different. So let's not label it. Let's not try and work it out. Rather prayerfully seek a leader and pray through it. If there's things that you are uncertain of, don't judge it. Because what will happen when we judge it? We grieve the Holy Spirit. Okay. So we can see that further down in that scripture, like I said, um, some of the guys are going, surely these guys are drunk. And that's when Peter 
decides to step in and take control of the situation. And we can see, this is the, the scripture, by the way, that Andrew made reference to in This Is That. Um, so Acts 2, verse 17, if we could go there. And this is where, where Luke quotes the verse from Joel. So it's Peter speaking. Um, and, and he says that in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all of, of my sons and daughters, and they will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. That's incredible. In fact, what I'm going to do is actually re uh, reverse a little. I want to read that scripture in, in full, if you don't mind. Let me take my glasses. Um, Amazing. I love this scripture. So it's Acts 2. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read from, this is out of NIV. And I'm going to read from uh, verses um, 14. Then Peter stood up um, with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews, and all you who are living in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. And he says, these people are not drunk, as you are supposing. Um, it is only nine in the morning. So he's saying, guys, it's only nine in the morning. You can't possibly be drunk. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show you signs and wonders above and above. Sorry, I will show you wonders in the heavens and show you signs on the, on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will turn to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. I mean that, that to me just says it all. I mean, I don't have to add or take away from that scripture. It's very clear that we are in the last days. It's very clear that there's signs and wonders happening everywhere. I don't know if you saw the latest post in one of the Christian um, forums that hundreds of people are giving their lives to Christ in the Philippines. They're standing on the, on the banks of, of, of the sea getting baptized. And there's so many of them in dressed in white that you can't get to the end of the, of the line. It is phenomenal what God is doing around the wor world. He is pouring out His Spirit upon his church and we have got to be ready guys we have got to be ready amen um okay so i just i mean i touched a little bit on the fact that we shouldn't judge um when the things happen in church let's not be caught judging and trying to decipher and work out why that happened. Let's rather pray through prayer to, uh, through it 
and if something's really bothering you, come to the elders or get to your leaders and speak to them about it. Don't keep quiet. Don't let it fester. But speak to them about it. That they can, you know, work through it with you. Amen? I, I also want to say on that note that, you know, there might be people, I don't know, there might be people sitting here that they find it difficult to get into the presence of God because this all comes from the presence of God. Where it all starts, the moves and, and the manifestations and all these things that are going to happen in our churches and that are happening in our churches is because we are pressing into the presence of God. But some of us here might be struggling to get into the presence of God. And if that is you, that's okay. I really feel God saying that's okay. Two of the keys that, that helped me is gratitude and thankfulness. I mean, what does the Bible say in Psalms 100? I think it's verses 4. It says, But we enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. And there is a sense that, you know what? There is a sense that when we come to God and we are not feeling that moment, that you start giving him the glory. I come at times that I feel that he calls me and I go straight into that place of intimacy with him. When he called, whether it be in the night, early hours of the morning, I'll sit on my side of my bed and I'll go, Lord, what do you want? And he'll start talking to me. And there are times that during the day when I'm working and there's so much stress going around, he finds me in those moments. And when I hear his voice, I go, yes. And then I don't feel it because I'm going through the stressful moments. And then I start giving him the glory and I start praising him and thanking him. I thank you, Lord, for my family. I thank you for our house. I thank you for the incredible church. I, I thank you for the people that you've lifted us into. I thank you for your presence, even though I don't understand. And what happens is when you, 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 what you're doing is you're creating an environment where you can come and rest with him. You're creating an environment where it's like, it's like a red rug in front of a bull. He'll come straight for you. And it's not what we feel, guys. It's not, it's not all about feelings. You need to realize that. It's, it's just, there is so much that God wants to give us. There is so much that this church is going to come into. And we, I really feel like we are at the pinnacle point of, of immense breakthrough. And this stuff is going to follow. Because we are pursuing the heart of God. We are pursuing Jesus with everything in us. Joshua, would you mind coming up here? Joshua got a, a word a couple of days ago which he shared with Denton. And, and Denton shared with me, and I just don't know what you just shared with me because I feel it's quite relevant. Um, so, yeah, um, Tuesday, Tuesday night, 
I was um, just spending time with the Lord. And, um, yeah, I really, I really had a, a longing for, like, more of God and really have, like, to experience the fullness. Um, and I just sort of, like, in that moment, um, God showed me a picture. Um, and the picture was just, like, rivers and floods. And um, I just saw rain, <laughs> rain coming down really hard. Um, and then what I felt what God was saying is, um, like, why do you come to me with a teaspoon um, to, like, get some of that for you? Like, take what you want or what you think you need. Um, and I just felt like God was saying, like, I don't care what you, you think you need or if this is enough. Or because you don't understand, you don't understand what I understand. And you can't see what I can see, but I know what you need and I know what you what you really want, and yeah, I just felt like, um, um, yeah, when I, when after we watched the video on um, uh, Wednesday night, I felt to share that there, um, so yeah. Thanks, Mark. So there, we can never, ever have enough needs, you know, um, Jesus calls us to step out of the boat, and he's been challenging us, specifically, Myself and my family. Um, for the last, I would say, four or five months, six months even, God has been speaking to me in the night about stepping out of the boat. And I'm not going to go into that now. But we had to start putting stuff in place. And the minute I started doing that, I started seeing an increase in activity um, of God in my household. I saw it on my daughters. I'm seeing it on my wife. I mean, I can walk into a place and when I hear the presence of God, I just, the, my entire inside shake. I become so sensitive to the presence and the move of God. Because He's coming so soon. And the only, some of you sitting here, that when I say this, it resonates in your heart. And if it does, Guys, don't hold back. Keep seeking that place where you are in his presence. Because that's what he wants more than anything else. More than anything else. I look in this room and I'm seeing, I, I just feel like so, like, like my parents were doing, how God has brought people in and visit. I love you guys also, by the way. Um, what I see, when I see God bring people in, I see gifts that he has blessed you with. And that he wants you to give those back to him so that he can build the church with that. And when I say give it back to him, then they're the gifts of the Spirit anyway. It's not your gifts to keep. Give it back to him. So, Lord, use me in any capacity that you can. There are people sitting here that is going to be a little bit longer maybe of just sitting and then God's going to start pulling you back into destiny. I'm feeling that, guys. Because there's destiny written upon all of you. I don't care if you're just sitting in a little season of not knowing and just, you're just pursuing. That's okay. But God is going to rapidly do something. I, I prophesy that over this church. That we will see incredible things happen. 
And the most important thing that we would draw closer to God in a time like this. But really, do you feel that? Jason, are you feeling anything? Any words of encouragement? Words of knowledge? Kent, would you mind if I ask Kyla? I'm going to step out of the boat a little. Um, Kyle, if you wouldn't mind coming up. I'm going to create an opportunity for, for the Holy Spirit to move a little. Um, and I want us just to sit in this place, just with your attention and your focus is to God. There is no expectation. The only expectation is that it's just you and God. You want to meet Him face to face. And I really believe that He's going to come and He's going to do some heart surgery here today. For some of us, it's going to change mindsets. I don't know where you're at at the season that you're in, but I do know God has got a plan and He wants to meet you face to face.